I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Manchester is Red podcast. Now, obviously, you're going to listen to this thinking, who is that? My name is Seb Parkinson and I am producing a podcast today which is going to feature Eric Ten Hag's pre-match press conference and also a preview of tonight's game from Samuel Luckhurst live from Spain. He did record this yesterday, so when you do listen to it, when he says tomorrow, he means today because he recorded it on Wednesday. But I just want to start this by thanking each and every single one of you that listen to this podcast. We usually record two a week. We are going to start upping that once the new season kicks in and sort of back end of this season. We're going to start bringing you guys the press conferences as audio and, and any sort of interesting topics that we may get away from away from the general pod and the day-to-day Manchester United content. But we know that this podcast is listened to around the world, as far away as Australia and New Zealand, in Africa, in Asia north and south america like it's absolutely incredible the the people that comment and the and the listeners and um our analytics tell us where you guys are so from the bottom of our hearts at the manchester evening news we absolutely thank you and we we really hope that you're enjoying the content and uh, we hope that you'll continue to stick with us so uh without further ado here is eric ten Hag previewing tonight's game against sevilla just on the players that you've got traveling with you Shaw, Sabitzer, Malassia and Rashford. Are they all available to be involved and can they start the game? They are available because that's why they are in the airplane. But we, I will take my decisions tomorrow. Uh, we, today we are training, we'll see what the reaction is and then tomorrow we will take the decision. Is Luke Shaw one that you'll have to make a particular decision on given the issues you have in central defence on Sunday? We have to, for all, we have in particular take decisions. Uh, Simon Peach. Um, question for both of us. Okay, Eric, uh, with Rashford, were you surprised at the speed he's recovered and would he be available to start the game? And for Christian, how important would progressing in this competition be to Manchester United and how do you view the tie after the first leg? Yeah, as I said, all the players, you want to always keep all the players uh, fit. So that is always an objective, uh, besides, of course, the main objective, win the game. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I think the man just said it. We, we want to progress. Uh, we want to win the game and then uh, we'll take it from there. Samuel. Uh, Eric, just on Marcus, how many training sessions has he had before today? He had one t- session with the team, but he had some sessions before 
individually. And um, just about Christian, you said at the weekend how, how much of a natural he is. In, in a game like this, where there's so much riding on it and it's a knockout tie, is he even more important in this setting, having a player like that who can keep the ball? <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, his abilities, what you say, reading the game, <coughs> um, finding the positions, uh, coaching, but also composure on the ball, uh, final pass. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's very important for us and experience uh, um, in Europe, uh, Premier League in Europe, playing big games. Yeah, that is tomorrow definitely is that an item, yeah. Dave. I got a question for Christian. Um, a year ago you were playing for Brentford, now you're playing for arguably the biggest club in the world. What does it mean to you after everything you've been through to be playing back at the highest level possible and potentially, if you, if you go all the way in, in this competition and finish in the top four, play, playing back in the Champions League again for you personally? That's a lot of questions in that. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, you're right. Yeah. Looking back a year ago, I wouldn't. I was dreaming about being where I was today. Uh, but back then, it was just a dream about being back playing football, and then of course taking step by step and just being uh, the best version of a football player you can be. And I was lucky that the at the time manager wanted me to come here. Um, yeah. No, I'm enjoying it. Um, I did that a year ago. I'm doing that even more now. Um, but of course to to go as far as possible be be fun and where we are now, I mean, already with a trophy and then aims for, for two more, then uh, that'll be good fun. Uh, Neil. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, can I just ask, did, were you confident that um, you're, you were able to play at this level with, Manchester, with, with a club of the size of Manchester United when you came back? Uh, I don't know how you do with... Uh, uh, it's, I think it's a, it's a wrong question because I mean football is football. It doesn't matter where you play. And for me, it's always been the same. If you play for United or you play for Brentford, you go on a football pitch to play football. So I think it's uh, it's taking the question into an account that it's just uh, everyone on the pitch is football players. And Eric, have you uh, maybe put unnecessary pressure on yourself because of the second half in the first leg? Uh, it's clear how the game went. It's um, it's a tie about two legs. Um, yeah, uh, I think we play over 60 minutes quite well, and then the last 30 minutes we dropped in level, and yeah, we were we became passive. Uh, it's not acceptable. We know that, uh, and you see what happened when you are uh, playing a game for only 60 minutes. You can't uh, you can't do it, and when you do it, you get punished. So we have to be aware of it. And I think the lesson uh, we spoke about, we have taken the lesson on Sunday, and then you have seen a different uh, Man United, but tomorrow we have to go again. Laurie. Hi, question for Christian, if that's okay. Um, you came back into the team, it was like you hadn't been away. Um, that was um, the 17th time that you started with Casemiro and, and Bruno Fernandes, and you've won 15 of those and drawn two. I just wondered, could you talk a little bit about that relationship and, and what it's like to play with them? Yeah, no, also, like I uh, said after the game, it's, uh, it's two, uh, good, uh, two very good football players. So it's for me easy, and I think for anyone to, to really fill in the extra gap between them, it's been, it's been easy. Um, so no, it's been, uh, it's been good. And uh, like I said, I, I didn't even know we had that many games without uh, losing, but obviously that's uh, something that in the future, we are, when Bruno's not suspended, we're going to keep going. Uh, Adam. Christian, quite similar to Laurie's question there. Casemiro and Bruno, you've built up that relationship with them. In your career, where does that rank, that 
that midfield in terms of what you've played with and also Bruno Fernandes missing tomorrow, how important is that going to be and how, how, much, how much are you going to miss him in a big game and a big occasion like tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, no, first question, I think of, uh, that this, I think this midfield is one of the, the best I've been part of. Uh, obviously, I've been uh, earlier in my way <laughs> a bit further up the pitch, so I was even more of a striker than, uh, than a midfielder, but still dropping down, of course. But uh, I think midfield-wise, it's probably one of the best I've been in. Um, and yeah, missing Bruno tomorrow. I mean, it'll be uh, like if when I was away, somebody else had to to pick my duties up, and it'll be the same for Bruno tomorrow, who's gonna pick up the the gap that uh, that he's leaving behind. Uh, quickly, Eric. Also, I know you talk about concentrating on your own game, but does it give you any added incentive that a good finish to this season will also stop Manchester United's local rivals, Manchester City, equaling our record of completing the treble? Does it been talked about within the club about how important that is to the fan base that? If we had a chance, we could stop them doing that as well. Mm. well. We think about our games and about winning our games, and we are not um, thinking or dealing with that. Uh, um, yeah, we have to improve our game and win our game and our next game, so we don't go into and uh, that we get distracted from issues like that. Uh, no, we have to win games. We want to uh, become every game better. And yeah, we want to compete with the best, and but therefore we have to progress, and we know we have to progress even more. Flex. Eric, we've seen some reports of David potentially getting a new deal out of club to, to stay on. What do you think his best attributes are as a keeper, and what are the most important attributes for a goalkeeper to have? Uh, stop stopping goals. <laughs> Avoid goals. That is, that is the main job from a, from a goalkeeper. And, yeah, and you can do it in, uh, in, in many more ways. Everyone has his own particular style. And um, nowadays also in possession, it's become more and more important, especially I think um, uh, on top levels. Because there you uh, take control. It's di more difficult for opponent to get pressure on an opponent, and so you concede less chances. But in the end of the day, it's about stopping goals. Eh? So stopping shots, stopping crosses, stopping one-on-ones, uh, etc. So, um, so that is like more the classic goalkeeper. And I think uh, David is a really multifunctional and a really complete goalkeeper. And um, so we are very happy with them. And just a quick one for Christian. Um, everybody's talking about how you've played so well with Bruno <coughs> and Casemiro, but Sabitza has done really well as well. Um, are you looking forward to forming a relationship with him also? And are you looking to be as adaptable as Bruno was in your absence, maybe playing further up the pitch and doing different roles? Uh, well, I leave the roles to uh, the guy next to me <laughs> to, uh, to choose with roles. Uh, no, like you said, Marcel has done... Uh, Unbelievable! Uh, while I've been uh, been away, and uh, yeah, no, I think it's like before. Everyone tried to do their job, tried to fit in best uh, best possible. Even Fred, uh, done well. Even Scott when he was playing. I mean, I played with all of them. I think the fewest guys, the fewest sessions I've had is probably with myself because he came after I was injured. So I've only trained a few times with myself. Um, but no, he's a he's a very good player. Rob. Hi, um, Eric, you mentioned last week after the game that you felt like a couple of your players had got into individual battles with their players and it had helped warm them up and that's how they'd managed to finish the game so strongly. Given that you're going to play in quite a hostile atmosphere tomorrow, is that a conversation that you've had with the players that they need to manage the crowd as well and, and those little moments you know, to avoid warming them up again? 
But I, I said there's also in the development of our team, uh, we have to, uh, emotion, uh, you have to use it as a tool, but you have to control it as well. And you have to, to put it in the right moment. So the timing from that is important. And that is in, uh, in big games especially, you have to know when you use it and when definitely not. And so in general, I make that point. And yeah, last week we did as well. Um, uh, so uh, focus on the game. F uh, focus about playing the best game you can as a team and as an individual. What, what do you fear about Sevilla? We let them in the game. I think the, the first game, I think we had good control in the first uh, one hour uh, of the game. But fear from them, I mean, they, are, they of course have a lot of different coaches. Uh, in the season, which we've seen, um, but now they're starting to win games and being a bit of a safer spot. So uh, yeah, no, what we fear, I mean, they they're very direct, uh, they're in good shape. They have some very good players and some very, uh, very good individually uh, players. So um, yeah, I fear a bit of everything. Uh, yes, I think we are defensively, we are we are good. Uh, we have, the, I think, the most clean sheets in the Premier League. Uh, so our organisation, um, I think, is all over the uh, pitch is is quite good. And attacking, yeah, um, yeah, we should have scored more goals, yeah, uh, during the whole season. But um, yeah, I'm confident, and, uh, and you see the last couple of games, especially when we now uh, we have all the players on board, and uh, uh, then we score every game. And uh, so I'm confident we can do that tomorrow as well. Question, for Eric, uh, Chris Christian, with the um, the injury, the ankle injury, did you fear at the time that your season? could be over um, and for us who were at the at the Reading game um, we couldn't quite believe that it, it didn't get punished by a yellow card at least or maybe a red were you of the same opinion as well uh, yeah I think the, I was surprised he didn't get a yellow but yeah, at the time I didn't uh, think it was as bad so no I didn't uh, <coughs> I'm sorry I didn't fear for the season no I was more uh, concerned when I'm going to be back it wasn't a fear for end of the season and uh, luckily the medical staff has done uh, very well and uh, kept me in good shape also like you see coming back and uh, like you all guys said like I never left so it's a uh, positive for the medical staff I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is the deal each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Great stuff from the manager there, and it's it's really pleasing to see players like Sabitzer and Shaw and and Rashford, of course, available for selection tonight. Without wasting too much of your time listening to me waffle on, here is Samuel with his preview. Now, I just want to forewarn you: it was very very windy when Samuel recorded this, so we have tidied the audio up a bit. There may be a few bits that you you might misunderstand. So, if you do want to check out the full video, it is available on our YouTube channel, and we have subtitled the whole thing. The whole video as well is available on the Man United MEN Twitter, again with full subtitles for those of you that may misunderstand what he says because of the wind. But honestly, it's a really good little preview. He recorded it before the presser, so there may be contradicting points from 
the presser if Ten Hag says somebody is or isn't available prior to Samuel going in. But honestly, the the, the stuff that Samuel talks about and the, the depth that he goes into here regarding the last time United played Sevilla uh, in the Champions League and Jose Mourinho's antics, like it's it's really good preview. So give it a listen. And the guys will all be back on Friday. Samuel's going to be flying back from Spain tomorrow. And I think believe he's going to be going straight down to London to cover the FA Cup semi-final against Brighton. He makes a really good quip in this about Brighton being a stronger team than Sevilla. Whether you agree or disagree, I don't know, but do you know what? He makes a really good point for it. So give it a listen, and we will see you for another Manchester's Red podcast tomorrow where we will dissect the result tonight with the hope that Manchester United go through and give you a full preview ahead of Brighton at the weekend. And then from then on, we'll be back on Monday to review Brighton and carry on and just United are playing a game every three or four days now so the pods are going to come thick and fast the content's going to come thick and fast and like I said thanks for listening and here's Samuel Good evening from Sevilla specifically the Estadio Frambon Santé de Pizuan it's always been a mouthful to remember that Manchester United haven't been back here since 2018 which was a pretty forgettable goal as draw it was the return leg that caused all the headlines when Sevilla won 2 1 at Old Trafford, eliminating United from the Champions League. Then a few days later, Jose Mourinho delivered his immortal football heritage sermon at Carrington. Uh, it's a very different Manchester United this time. United that season, then is it trophyless? It's a pretty respectable season, but it's a trophyless spark of the defeat Sevilla, pretty much signalled the beginning of the end for Jose Mourinho as well. For Eric Ten Hag, Still new beginnings, even though United have won trophy, there's still an awful lot to play for this season. It really would be a major disappointment if they were to go out to Sevilla, despite their immense Europa League pedigree. This Sevilla side is not a good side, frankly. Uh, the better team that United are going to be playing this weekend is at Wembley and Brighton. There's a, I mean, a lot of people might argue that Brighton are actually better than some of the teams get to the Champions League semi-finals. The quality and the competitiveness of the Premier League is that high, and the quality in other leagues is, is pretty low and La Liga specifically the quality in that league has diminished in recent years and the fact that Sevilla at 13 it's not the Sevilla side of uh, yesteryear when they had that golden period of recruitment it's a very underwhelming Sevilla side it's a side that could have Alex Teller signing up to go to Manchester United tomorrow night as for United's own lineup, it's very reassuring for United support as the Marcus Rashford Luke Shaw, Marcel Sabinter, and Tyrone Marcia have all travelled out here. When I asked Ten Hag last week about his selection for games this week, he said that he would have to bear in mind the upcoming games as well. Given that Manchester United have got an FA Cup semi-final on Sunday, his selections tomorrow night will have to have a bearing on that game at Wembley. For instance, the right-back situation, do you play Aaron Wangasaka tonight or do you play him against Matoma on the Sunday? Given what happened in the League Cup final on that Wembley pitch and how... Uh, what a difficult time Diogo Dallo had against Alan St. Monksman. There's arguably uh, a cause for Do- for Dallo to start against Sevilla and it's a mountain side of Ivan Sackett to come. We go to Matoba, if you've been the players of the season, the frequently get his extremely concise in attacking talent to watch as well. Beyond that, there's going to be a lot of uh, debate between now and kickoff, or certainly between now and when the team drops, of, over whether Marcus Rashford should start. Rashford, of course, has not played since he came off injured against Everton less than two weeks ago. Again, given that United have got an FA Cup semi-final on Sunday, it's probably, if you're to start him in a game this week, it's probably best to start him against Brighton and trust the players to get the job done and against Sevilla, at least from the start 
and also you'd have the bonus of being able to bring Rashford on as a game changer, something that worked out very well against Wolves on New Year's Eve when he had that punishment of not being uh, selected for his start by Ten Hag due to his tardiness. He came on, he's a couple winning goal. He's obviously one of United's most important players, but there is also uh, the easing in process to, to consider, particularly when there could be far bigger games ahead for United. And even as far as the Premier League is concerned, they've got Tottenham next Thursday, which is another not not a game that is feeling as significant as it perhaps should be due to Spurs' Spurs' own form and the fact that Spurs play away at Newcastle on Sunday, but still nonetheless a very important game for United and as, as the game continues to cut thick and fast, as, as we've said before, they've pretty much got a game every three or four days between now and their final game of the season, whenever that may be, whether it's the Europa League final, the FA Cup final, or, and it would be a bit humdrum for United, given the way things are going, if it was full of just the final day of the Premier League season. With Zabitza back in the squad, you have to feel that he is the favourite to come in and start in Bruno Fernandes' passes the number 10. Had Zabitza not played it, it might have been a friend playing up there, a role that he has occupied a handful of times this season, not to any great success, but Fred is a better midfielder further forward and the same applies with Spitzer as well the biggest plus for United coming into this game is Christian Eriksen he's back in the team he's back from the st- back in the Stilton lineup, and he was terrific against Oscar Forrest on Sunday it was pretty uh, fascinating watching him educate Zidane Iqbal and Mark Garrado uh, exchanging passes to the warm up he gets a tap on the shoulder he's told to prepare a bit more rigorously this is all at 15 minutes notice. He's parachuted into the starting lineup, and for me, he's United's man of the match. His ability to control games is going to be absolutely key against Sevilla in a European knockout tie away from home. Because United, if there's one thing they've struggled to master under Ten Hag, it has been that controlling style that he became renowned for at Ajax. But there have been glimpses of recent matches that they are starting to master it. And the chance of them mastering it, of course, are even better when they've got Christian Eriksen in the side. There's a little bit of traffic building up now, not too much, but the press conference that Eriksen will be attending with Eric Ten Hag will take place shortly. There'll be a bit more on-team news, I'm sure, but maybe not too much, given that Ten Hag has been very coy at the moment with potential players available, as well as injured players. Brilliant stuff there from Samuel. And as I said earlier, we'll be back tomorrow with a full debrief pod of tonight's game, as well as a preview for Brighton at the weekend. But if you uh, aren't already subscribed, give us a subscribe to the pod. Come and join us on YouTube. We've got loads and loads of content going out on YouTube, United's training. We've got reports. We've got match previews, post-match reviews, press conferences, just everything that goes on. We get mixed zone stuff as well when there's a European game. So, you know, if, if you guys are listening and you're not subscribed to any of our channels, get over on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and obviously for all the latest Manchester United news, keep it locked to the Manchester United News. Thank you, and see you again soon. Thank you.